Are we ready? On that note, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you are listening to Talk Cricket, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. Did we introduce ourselves last episode? I don't think we did. I don't think we did either. Oh, well. It's It's fine. fine. (laughs) We do it every other episode. They should know. They should. (laughs) <laughs> and there's as we say with we've only got five episodes we are there's two of us though so i mean shouldn't be that hard fair enough oh goodness it's been a long day yes yeah. i'm very sleepy and i've been out of my allergy medicine for about a week now oh yeah i wish you'd said something i would have brought you some well i mean it's prescription grade stuff uh-huh. Which is why I've been out of it, because my doctor back home won't renew my prescription anymore, even though he did it last month. I don't know, whatever. It just me. It's I'm just putting out it off. I really hate having to go to a new doctor. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's too much stress, and I just have to get off my ass and put on my big girl pants and schedule a fucking appointment. I mean, it's not it. Whatever. I'll just wait till I have a respiratory infection so that I go in and I'll I'll have like a real reason to be there. Won't just be like, hey, I'm just here because I need you to write me a prescription. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So should we get started? Yeah. We have a new review. Yay. It is so lovely. Uh, This is from Brett Tyler. Brett Tyler. There are so many T's. I love it. Um, refreshing to hear about unconventional topics that have been well-researched and opinions formed based on facts and personal experiences. Give it a listen and have a laugh while you learn a little. And that was five stars. Oh, thanks. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone that's reviewed and rated and subscribed. um, and thank you so much to everyone who's listened. We really, really appreciate that. Um, we, we are, we don't. I don't like to beg, but please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love hearing from you guys. So, I mean, I don't know. It just makes us really happy. It makes our days. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to say that you probably noticed something different at the beginning of this episode. We finally have... We have a theme song! <laughs> and it is so beautiful. I just want to say thank you again to your buddy for doing oh, that yeah, for us. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, that was... Shout out to Gizla. He is amazing. He did a wonderful job. It's nothing like what he usually does, apparently. So he really got to stretch himself creatively, and I just really appreciate. I really appreciate him taking Aww. the time. So because it sounds way better than anything either of us could have done. So yeah, seriously, <laughs> I want to use it as my ringtone. I know, me too. And I haven't figured out how to do that yet. So yeah, we got to figure that out. So that'd be super yeah. cool. <laughs> um, so today, sorry, my mic did something weird. Um, so today we are talking about. The period tax. Well, not the period tax. Well, you can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounds so, like we're getting taxed for having a period. Well, I that's mean, what it kind of is. But um, well, we're talking about the pink tax. Yeah. Slash the tampon tax. Slash the period tax. It's not a period tax. <laughs> you can have a period for free. You just have to bleed on yourself. <laughs> or sit on the toilet the whole time. Uh, that would get boring very quickly, and that would hurt. Or you could 
be ex excluded to a tent somewhere. I feel like that used to happen back in historical times. Of course it did. Right? You the got fucking course right? it did. <laughs> I feel like people got banished out into a cabin in the woods somewhere when they were on their period because they were like unclean or something like that. Fucking I probably. We're not going to go into the history of menstruation in case anyone male is listening. <laughs> um... <laughs> Not that any of us should be ashamed of what our bodies do naturally, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, um, <clears throat> I'm mainly going to talk about the pink tax, which then the tampon tax gets lumped in with. Um, and this is going to be another rager, I think, today. But hopefully we can make it funny and laugh a little bit. We're both kind of struggling today, so bear with us. <laughs> um, but, so, are we ready? Yeah. I'm so out of it. Okay, <laughs> just bear with my allergy fog. Um, so, I guess we'll start with the definition. So, what is the pink tax, you ask? Um, it, this is something that's been all over social media, at least mine, but that could be because I follow a lot of feminist-type celebrities, and I follow a lot of feminist blogs and things like that, and, and podcasts and stuff, so probably... The Instagram fairies have <laughs> have figured out where my tastes lie. Um, yeah. But I first heard of this whenever I subscribed to um, a tampon service. And then I started following them on Instagram, which I think you're going to talk about them. So I'm not going to steal your thunder. But um, I started following them on Instagram and they started posting things about there being a luxury tax and all of this stuff, which isn't 100% true. But it gets lumped in that way because of it's like a weird technical definition and we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute but yeah um um so anyway so what is the pink tax so by definition um the pink tax refers to the phenomenon whereby goods and services cost more for females than males for no good reason um, the culprits include service providers, marketers, and sellers of consumer goods a lot of those goods in their packaging have pink on them that's where the term came from um, state governments and the U.S. government. Sadly, the pink tax also happens to be a global phenomenon that rears its ugly head in many parts of the world. So it's not just in the U.S. It's everywhere. Yeah, I was reading somewhere where um, India actually used to have something similar, and it was like 12% Oh my god! And stuff, but they did abolish that, well, which is good. great. It's more than what we've got going on. Yeah. Um. Like, not to throw my husband under the bus, but when I said we were doing this topic, he 100% rolled his eyes and walked out of the room. I mean, it's just one of those things that nobody seems to take seriously, or mm -hmm. men don't seem to take it seriously, and I think it's because they think that our products are, like, more labor-intensive or something like that, and it's fucking not. We're paying for fucking packaging. Yeah. I don't need seven inches of plastic to get to my fucking razor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, just put it in a cardboard box. I'll still fucking buy it. I'll yeah. actually be more apt to buy it because I'm more of an I'm more of a biodegradable person. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Um I probably shouldn't have said that about him. I'm sorry, Josh. You're Josh is a wonderful person and he bears he puts up with a lot of my feminist <laughs> with a lot of my feminist rage. But I don't know. That just hit me the wrong way last night. Anyway, um so well, I mean, it's not like we can help that we have a period and we actually need these. Well, products. and it's not just period products, though. Is the thing? Yeah. It's it's a lot of different things. So uh, let me yeah. let me get into it. So um, the next question. So I'm pulling all of my information 100% from this website called PinkTax.com. No, 
Just kidding. www.pink.tax. Um, and this is run by a lawyer. It's actually a male lawyer as well oh. who's been fighting for um, justice on this for a long time. So um, his name is Michael Cohn. Um, he's a trade lawyer who has spent many years researching this issue, is convinced there is a, and is, is convinced that there is actual price gouging going on. So it's more, what that means is that it's more than just um, like the cost of the product costing the business more and so they need to mark it up because it took more work to make the product. It's not to do with that as much. He's saying he really believes that there is actual price gouging going on, meaning that people are just racking them up for no reason because yeah. they know that women will pay more, which is not good. Um, that's not a reason to take advantage of somebody. So um, he says, uh, we know that sometimes men's goods are high. We, we know that sometimes men's goods are higher priced than women's goods, said Cohn, who consulted on the New York City study. Um, but it's it's the opportunity for mischief that people are taking advantage of over many, many years. Um, he says he found examples like shirts with buttons on the right side, which are customary for men, that were taxed at a couple of percentage points less on imports than shirts with buttons on the left side for women. Um, he brought two cases to the federal court claiming U.S. import tariffs discriminate by gender, and both were dismissed. So he's taken it seriously. So he's taken the liberty of putting together this amazing website. It has a ton of articles on there that you can go on there and read, uh, one of which is about Gillette, which was very troubling, um, especially considering the um, the commercial that they just put out. Yeah, I buy men's razors now. Yeah, I'm about to necessity. start. Out of necessity. Well, I had to start because my legs are so fucking sensitive. Like, mm-hmm. every time I was shaving with a women's razor, there would be blood literally everywhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. And what, did you, my, was it giving you bumps and then you were cutting yourself? Or, like... No, it would... My legs would just start bleeding because they were too rough on my skin. Oh, that's so strange. Yeah. And awful. Yeah, my mom was like, okay, we have to get this under control. Yeah. So we started using men's razors because they're for more sensitive skin. Because it's for your and, face. Yeah. yeah, and they work amazingly. I think I actually use Gillette. Oh, wow, and, that's funny. Yeah. I kind of want to join that Dollar Shave Club thing that keeps popping up on my Instagram, too. Mom does that. Yeah, does it, she is it amazing? It a lot. Yeah. yeah, I need to try it. We need to talk about that later. Okay, so um, <laughs> the other thing, the thing that's the most infuriating about all this is that women earn less money still by percentage so um for example studies that show that on average women working full-time in the united states are paid just 80 percent of what men earn still which this is to do with the me too movement i believe um and Mm -hmm. this is related this is related but separate this is a this is a related but separate phenomenon called the gender pay gap which is something that will come up as I talk about this as well, just so everyone's on the same page, uh, because women earn less and pay more, it's a double whammy, and it's fucked up, and we have to do something about it. So, um, and then there's another question that says, is the pink tax real? Fuck yes, it is. Um, Studies and investigations undertaken by universities, media organizations, and governmental bodies have repeatedly demonstrated that razors, dry cleaning, clothes, haircuts, toys, and a myriad of other goods and services marketed by gender routinely cost more for females than men. Yeah. And I, 
that's why like Barbies can be up to forty dollars, where action figures can be like like ten. 10. Yeah. yeah, there was one where I saw um in one of my other sources before I found this one today, which is why I'm just pretty much reading word for word from this because I had done all of my notes last night and then I found this and this is better. Um, so I'm just <laughs> gonna pull straight from it. Um, yeah, definitely did not write any of this, but I did come across something in my research last night where they were comparing um, razor skaters. Or scooters? Razor skaters. <laughs> razor skaters. I don't know what a razor skater is. <laughs> if anyone knows, please tell us. What's a razor skater? I want to know. Oh my god. Someone who skates with razors instead of wheels. Because it's way more hardcore, bruh. Um, anyway, razor scooters. Those micro scooters. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that fold up. And they're small. They're, like, this big. I had one when I was a kid. I almost killed myself on it. Yeah, are those the ones that, like, get you in the ankle and then you just die from the pain? Huh? (laughs) Okay, never mind. They just get you in the ankle? What are you talking about? Did it sneak up and bite you? Well, I mean... (laughs) Okay. What did you do? I didn't do this. Oh, yeah? I witnessed this a lot. Like, you know those... Those kind of scooters that are just like, I don't know how to explain this. Yeah, it's a good story. (laughs) Well, basically, there would be these scooters that would just like hit you in the ankle because like they would go around in circles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that kind. Yeah. Yeah, There was some, there was one, there was a, um, they they pulled that product and it was red, marketed towards Mm -hmm. boys. And the pink one that was 100% identical except in color, um was like $20 more. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think the uh, the red one was like 25 and then the pink one was like 50 I mean, just outrageous. Like, why? What's the difference? It's literally a lighter shade of the color that's right next to it. I don't understand. It's just, it's absurd. So, I mean, that's a pretty extreme example. It's a little bit more insidious than that. But, um, so, so aren't there things... So, there are, of course good reasons for some things costing more for women than men um certainly good reasons for price differential there's always good reasons for price differentials and a free well not always there can be good reasons for price differentials in a free market um where the cost of producing a good or providing a service usually designed for females is greater a higher price can be justifiable which is fine I understand that a haircut that not necessarily a haircut but like if you go to the salon and you have to get color or some kind of treatment on your hair, something like that, that makes sense. But it shouldn't mm-hmm. be $50 just for me to get a haircut and 10 for a dude. Yeah. I understand there's different levels of skill there. The discrepancies sh- shouldn't be that big. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, and I'm mean, just pulling that price out of my butt. But, like, it, I don't know. There's that. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. Well, I mean, like, you can get a haircut for ten dollars, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be a good well, one. I mean, like, and men can, like, men can pay a ten dollars anywhere, pretty much, and it be just fine. Yeah, you know. That, yeah, and then there's that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. There's also a different standard for men than there is for women, and well, that's true. Their hair is probably much easier to keep up with, and. <laughs> true i i just buzz josh's head in the kitchen i mean (laughs) um um let's talk about some different examples here so 
let, well, let's do some numbers, I should say. Let, let's look at some numbers here. So why are we paying more? Um, the New York City Department of Consumer Affairs released a study. That's what I was talking about earlier when, when I was talking about the lawyer that wrote this website. Um, they released a study comparing the prices of over 800 products. The goal of the study was to estimate the price differences male and female shoppers face when buying the same types of items. The same types of items. Apples to apples, not apples to oranges here. So, the results were that products for women or girls cost 7% more than comparable products for men's, men and boys. Of course. So that, and that, that's just the average. Um, so, 7% more for toys and accessories. 4% more for children's clothing. 8% more for adult clothing. 13% more for personal care products. And 8% more for senior home and health care products. It's not great. No. It's not great. Um, and you know what's awful is that when I was growing up, I used to hear people say, oh, it's so much more expensive to have a girl. And I just thought that meant because, uh, that that was because, oh, you have to buy makeup and, like, tampons and, like, there's just more products that we need. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or, well, that we can choose to need, I guess. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just, like, more things. And, or I thought because girls like to go, like, quote, like to go shopping I know that's yeah. not true, and I'm being very gender, very traditional gender roles. I grew up in a very traditional household, so that's kind of what I grew up hearing in a lot. I thought that was why. It's not. That might have been why they were saying it, you know what I'm saying? Like, just to be joking, but, like, it always... But there's a lot of truth behind it. Yeah. Uh, the, the deeper you dig into it, you, the more you realize that it's that it's a real issue. Um, so if you go to the drive, um, I actually have a chart that I've uploaded, so... Um, and they they compared clothes across men's and women's. So um, let's see. So for dress pants, women's average is it chart number one? Yes. The women's okay. the women's average cost was seventy five sixty six. Men's was seventy one. So the price difference was about four dollars. That's a six percent difference. Uh-huh. Dress shirts fifty dollars for men, fifty eight for women. Thirteen percent. Sweaters for women, 63. Sweaters for men, 59. Not so much of a gap there, but still. Mm-hmm. Jeans, again, not so much. Well, no, a little bit more. Jeans uh, for women averaged about 62.75. For men, 57.09. 10%. What's really funny is that all of these examples, um, w- women were paying more. The one that shocked me is the last one. Do you see what the last category is? Underwear. Underwear. Men pay more for underwear. How does that make any fucking sense? It must be just bottoms. Yeah. Because bras are outrageous. Yeah. But also, I feel like like... I pay a lot for underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't. I go to Walmart. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Like, I just, I get a pack of cheap underwear and I'm like, okay, well, this will do me for a good year. (laughs) As long as I don't gain weight. I mean, that's (laughs) fair. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to redo that. I actually I do I usually I try to do the five for twenty five thing at Victoria's Secret. I mean, I also don't have anyone that I'm trying to impress right, right? now. So <laughs> <laughs> I can wear granny panties and be fine. Right. <laughs> um But that just really shocked me. I always thought that underwear was more expensive for women, but whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they also have to put more protection in the one. There's more structure, I guess, in men's underwear yeah. and stuff if you go with briefs. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, okay. okay, so that was pretty eye-opening. 
Um, Actually, if we want to go to, let's go down, let's go ahead and go to another one. So self-care products. So these self-care products, um, these are the kinds of things you'd buy in a drugstore. So this is razors, shaving cream, deodorant, face cleanser, that kind of thing. Um, The news program compared those items from various stores in Atlanta. The women's products cost $4 more than comparable men's products. Um, And this is pretty funny. This is from an article that I pulled from. So um, here's what you can do, ladies. Just buy the men's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you buy the fancy razors with multiple blades and, quote, moisture strips, the only difference between generic old stick razors for men and women is that ours are pink and theirs are blue. <laughs> well, I mean, I I have to buy the fancy one with all the different razors. Well, that's interesting that you said that men's are actually better for people with sensitive skin because I have sensitive skin. And last night um, when I was in the shower, this might be too much information, but I don't give a shit. Um, when I was in the shower, I was shaving and like I started itching really really badly because of the temperature fluctuation and a myriad of other reasons i have really sensitive skin and i thought i was gonna rip my skin off my legs and i don't know i just usually buy the little disposable ones because i ain't trying to you know what i mean like i'm not trying to pay 16 dollars for a pack of razors it's it's outrageous when you have sensitive skin though it's so worth it and i mean i don't shave well the men's are less expensive so (laughs) maybe i'm gonna go with the men's well i mean well, there's usually, like, perfumes and weird shit in the women's ones with, like, yeah, the weird moisture strips and, like, aloe stuff, and it's, like, for sensitive skin. I'm like, unless you're allergic to perfume and fake stuff, because... Yeah. Also, weird sidebar, but why the fuck do we need scented tampons? Can we just, like, talk about that for a second? If that messes with the pH in your vagina, like, please don't wear Why those. do you need... Why? Who's smelling inside your vagina when you're on your period? I really hope nobody. What? <laughs> I mean, let's, that might be someone's exact fetish, but yeah. <laughs> we're not going to kink shame you. Oh, that reminds me But I'm going to judge a little bit, because why? <laughs> like, why? Ooh, that oh, reminds God, me of this thing me, oh. I saw on um, Facebook today. And it was like this old, it was this kind of old victorian painting of this woman with her butt to the fire and she had her like dress pulled up so her bare ass was to the fire and someone put a caption on it and said heating up dinner for your boyfriend tonight (laughs) yes it was so bad, but it was He's so funny. Thirsty. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Anyway, okay, so, um, <laughs> so surprisingly, oh, this is so funny. I'm sorry, I had to put this quote in here. So the only difference between men and women's is that ours are pink and theirs are blue. Surprisingly, <laughs> color has little effect on the hair removal process. <laughs> Oh, my God. So the only difference, again, here is kind of, um, this is where it gets to be a little shocking as well. So there, the, we went through one, two, three, four. There, so there's six different categories of, of products here. And the last uh-huh. one, again, is the only one where men pay more. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, it's shaving cream. They pay 4% more. I wonder if that's, again, a facial thing because it's for faces, but I don't know. Probably. I mean, I use Barbasol. Like, I... I don't know what that is. It's pretty much a men's shaving cream, oh, okay. and it's really cheap. I've used men's shaving cream before. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I mean, it's fucking. I, I use soap. Like I don't give a shit. You know, <laughs> I use soap. I use. I can't do that. Or, my my um, legs are way too sensitive. Well, yeah, I don't do it successfully, but I have. <laughs> I've used. I've done it. Yeah, I've, I've in a pinch. Um, I've done. I usually do like a shave gel or shaving whatever I have on hand, conditioner. Yeah, she's adorable. Everybody say hi to my kitty. She the cutest. She's snuggling with Kay right now. Kay had a really rough she day, lo- so. Yeah. She loves me so much, and I love her even yeah, more. Yeah, my cat loves Kay more. Every time Kay calls <laughs> me, I put her on speakerphone, and the cat is trying to literally claw the <laughs> claw the phone out of my hand so she can Aww. figure out where you are. It's really cute. Aww. You could just take her. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mom would kill me, or I would. Um, so, shampoo and conditioner. That... that- kind of doesn't surprise me yeah to be honest with you i'm not real mad about that because i feel like we all need i don't know women tend to want more like scent or more conditioning or well i mean also we have more hair that too yeah we use so. more of it generally generally speaking we we tend yes, probably generally. tend to use more of it because on average women have longer hair um sometimes <laughs> there are times when the opposite is true for sure um I have like three heads of hair on my head. Oh, I know, right? Me too. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That thick Scottish hair. Um, so <laughs> razor cartridges, there's a um there's an eleven percent price discrepancy. Women pay about seventeen thirty on average and men pay fifteen. Because of all the scented stuff. Yeah. I mean maybe, but I don't know. They they seem to compare the razors thing a lot. Um yeah. just razors in general. So that's just cartridges. That's just for blades. Um, mm-hmm. Razors in general, women pay about $8.90. Men pay about $7.99. So that's an 11% price gap. Uh, lotion, again, 11% price gap. Eight twenty five for women, seven forty three for men. Um, $8.25 is cheap for lotion. I know, right? <laughs> You're looking well, it's an average. Like, yeah. um, deodorant, 3%. So not too much. Body wash, 6%. Not too bad. Um, Really, the biggest discrepancy is in the shaving necessities, which is weird because we shave more of our bodies on average as well. Yeah. Um, I guess there's some men that shave every day on their face. I don't know. I My husband can't grow a beard, so he shaves like once every two months. <laughs> um, And then, of course, they went through... Um, they went through, you know, toys and things like that. And that's that's a bigger one. Girls girls are priced a whopping 13% higher. And they're, like, the exact same toy. Literally, they're just pink. I'm looking at the toy thing that you put in mm-hmm. here. Shit. Come back here. And I have to say, both of those are, like, the cutest things ever. The bike helmets? Yes. Yeah. They're super cute. But, so, it's this really cute bike helmet with a shark on top for the guy. Um, and it's priced at fourteen ninety nine. Is that what it says? I can't read. Yeah, fourteen ninety nine. And then the girls one is exactly the same. It just has a pink fluffy unicorn on top instead. Literally the exact same t- type of stuffed animal, exact same type of helmet. And the girls one is priced at twenty seven ninety nine. See, I couldn't bring myself to pay and uh, pay that much. No, I'd be like, get the shark. It's cooler. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Please get the shark. Please like the shark. Yeah, and then it says similarly a pink kids beginner bike from Target was um, eighty dollars, while the non-pink version was sixty-four. 
Oh my god. My mom, I feel like my mom used to do that sometimes where she'd be like, let's get this one and we'll just spray paint it <laughs> to whatever color you want. Um, Fun fact, I never learned how to ride a bike. You are my Phoebe. <laughs> you know, Phoebe never learned to ride a bike on Friends. Yeah. yeah I, I always know. joke that Kay is my Phoebe from Friends, <laughs> that everyone needs a Phoebe. Yeah, I am 100% Phoebe. You're a Phoebe. But like... When I was little, my mom worked third shift, but, so I mean, she was never around oh, to help yeah, teach me fair. how to ride a bike. But she did buy me one for Christmas one year, and like I kept it at my grandmother's, and usually we never had an issue. And like I was trying to figure out how to ride it by myself, and I left it outside one night, you know, like you always do in the country. Mm-hmm. It should be fine to be able to do that. And somebody stole oh, it no! in the middle of the night, and my mom just never bought me another one. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, and I mean, like, I get it, because bikes are fucking expensive. Yeah. But, like... That's awful. Yeah. That's a really sad story, Kay. Yeah. (laughs) And people make fun of me because I don't know how to ride a bike. I'm like, well... You don't know everyone's story, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry! (laughs) You big bullies! (laughs) Okay, so, let's get in here. So... Can laws be passed to eliminate the pink tax? The answer, of course, is yes. So already New York City, Miami-Dade County in Florida, and the entire state of California, let's move, (laughs) prohibit gender-based pricing in services. For example, in these jurisdictions, you can't be charged more for a haircut just because you're a female or charged more for dry cleaning just because your shirt has buttons on the left instead of the right. However, these jurisdictions allow higher prices to be charged where providing the service involves more time, difficulty, or cost, just as the free market should. Yeah, like coloring someone's hair is a totally different process than cutting it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think it means more like apples to apples, as in like I'm going in for a trim, Mm -hmm. and this guy over here is also getting a trim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um... The U.S. government, is the U.S. government partially responsible for the pink tax? Yes, of course. Uncle Sam imposes different levels of important taxes, of import taxes. <laughs> Sorry, not important taxes. <laughs> Whoops. Uncle Sam does it. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. I know, right? Technically. That was beautiful. Yeah, so technically customs duties um, on a variety of apparel and footwear based solely on the gender of the intended wearer. Which is great. Yeah. Because it's not, you know... <sighs> whatever. <laughs> it's not bad enough that we don't get paid as much. We also... There was a thing that I read where it was like... Someone was arguing like... So we don't make as much. We have to pay more for our shit. And we live longer. So fuck off. Like... Yeah. We live longer. Which means we need more for retirement. And there was something that... I also read a statistic that said that women on average pay more than $1,300 more a year for the same products that men do. Yeah, because why not? Oh my gosh, it's just another <laughs> fucking patriarchy moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so at the same time, the U.S., the United States, imports the vast majority of those goods from foreign countries. Since sellers in a free market must pass along all costs and then tack on a profit margin in order to stay in business, this means different retail prices for men's and women's apparel and footwear are partially attributed to the gender-based discrimination by the U.S. government. Of course. So, the next question is going to really make you mad. Oh, no. 
Is the U.S. government currently doing anything about the pink tax? Oh, fuck no. No! No! No, they're not doing shit! Because they don't think it fucking matters. It's so dumb. Um, in July 2016, a bill entitled the Pink Tax Repeal Act was introduced in the 114th Congress. The proposed legislation... Legislation? <laughs> legislation? Legislation? <laughs> proposed legislation can you tell i'm not a social studies teacher um (laughs) sought to outlaw the pink tax nationwide on both consumer goods and services in 2016 a bipartisan congressional committee published a detailed report condemning the pink tax however the 114th congress allowed that there's a big long acronym that i don't understand they allowed it to die on the vine the pink tax repeal act bill was reintroduced to the um, 115th Congress in April 2018, but once again it died on the vine with no progress made beyond its introduction and referral to the same, on the same day to the House Committee on Energy and Commerce. Also, just want to point out, like, what are the, um, what gender are the majority of Congress people? Male. So is it really any surprise that they don't think it matters? No. No. We've got to get more women into office. Like, well, we did this yes, very last this time. This last time, everyone awesome. showed up and voted, and it was amazing. They had like the largest turnout of voters, and so yeah. many more women got voted in, and that is all due to everyone who went out and voted, which is not me, because I didn't know how to do it where I am right now. I didn't know where to go, and that's irresponsible <laughs> on my part, but I'm going to do my part now. Um, the only thing that kind of sucks right now, though, is that we've got... They are working so hard to keep the fucking government open right now. Well, yeah, there's that, too. And, like, I wish that this was more, I wish that this was just higher on their list of things that they need to get done. Well, yeah, you but can't I really understand. focus on anything else when you're just trying to stay afloat yeah. and keep the president from opening his fucking mouth. Anyway, um, it's time for Congress <laughs> to stop grandstanding on this issue. Um, This is in all caps, by the way, on this. Um, In order to get the federal pink tax legislation passed and start making meaningful gnashing I can't read. Meaningful nationwide (laughs) progress. Congress must reinforce the Pink Tax Repeal Act without extending the prohibition to to consumer goods. Um, (laughs) The price of haircuts should depend on what's on your head, not what's in your pants. I love that. Um, So then there's a lot of other things. That it's, it's a lot of legal jargon, and I am boring myself. I'm about to fall asleep. So um, let's talk about tampons. So the tampon tax, um, it's actually not technically a luxury tax. It just means um, it's a species of the pink tax that involves governmental taxation of feminine hygiene products. Um, it, in its more objectionable form involving overt gender discrimination, some U.S. states exempted male-oriented Medicare medical care products like Rogaine, which fights and Viagra. Yeah, which fights fucking baldness and makes your penis hard from state sales tax while not exempting feminine hygiene products. And I'm sorry, but you don't fucking need Viagra. No. I need my fucking tampons. Every fucking year. Or you're gonna walk around and look at me with blood running down my legs. And yeah. it's gonna get everywhere. Like <laughs> I mean <laughs> And I'm sorry, but you can go bald. Yeah. Like that's not I know it sucks. And- but you, you can get through a month without Rogaine. Yeah. Plenty like, of people do. We need pads and tampons every month. 
It's not something us. that we can just hold no, in. No, I can't hold it in. I can't wait until I get on the toilet and then release it all like a pee. Like I can't. <laughs> that's, not how, that's not how it goes. So some states have taken action to rectify this discrimination by extending the exemption to female feminine hygiene products as well. So and that's where people are calling it, It's because some politicians have been flippant enough to call them luxury products or something that are things that are necessary for some reason. Mm-hmm. Probably because they're dudes. Um, which I can't wrap my head around. Literally some of them think that you should be able to hold it. Like there was this one girl who was working for a congressman and had to explain to him what a period was. We need sex education in this country. Oh my God. What the fuck? He didn't know what a fucking period was? No, and he was married and had children. And she had to be like, Okay, listen, like, it comes out whether I want it to or not, sir. It's just a yeah. fucking hole. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like your butthole where you can hold in your poop. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so upsetting. I'm laughing because it's so upsetting and I can't. I can't. Yeah. I just can't. Oh my god. I'm like, what lies is your wife telling you? Why are you <laughs> this absent? Yeah. See, and this is what where it stems from. This kind of ignorance stems from people thinking that periods are gross and all that shit. And female comedians get ostracized and men don't want to go to their co- their comedy shows because men don't want to hear jokes about periods. Fucking go and listen so that you don't sound ignorant like this dickhead. What the yeah. hell? Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean it's not a stream like a pee, but it comes out. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. So what was his what was his argument? That you don't need tampons because you can just hold it until you go to the bathroom? Well, like he was getting mad at her for like getting up and going to the bathroom and she's like, I have to change my tampon and he's like, Well you can hold it and she's like Actually No I, I can't. can't. <laughs> you can ho- Oh my god. No, truly, sir. It, I will stain this seat. Like, yeah. oh my God. Oh my God, that's so upsetting. Yeah. So upsetting. Um, so um, some tampon tax protesters believe that feminine hygiene products should be exempt from all taxation, regardless of whether any products designed exclusively for males are exempt. I'm in that camp, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, there's a whole lot less that they need the way we need tampons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, not that there aren't things. I don't know. I'm not a dude, but, um, it doesn't seem to be, I live with one and it doesn't seem to be besides, you know, the stuff that we all share, like toothbrushes and deodorant and, you know, um, soap. (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to, Q-tips. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other things. Um, so we could also just move to Canada. So um, because in 2015, Canada signed on to this view and exempted fem- feminine hygiene products from most federal taxation in that country. That's awesome. Yes. Um, it's so funny that you're bringing up these places. I'm sorry. I know. Just continue. <laughs> um, so and then it says this. This is a funny thing that says um, if we want to get into real politics here, is fighting the pink tax a left wing issue? No. Fuck no, it's not. Are you a woman? Do you have a vagina? <laughs> Are you someone who identifies as a woman? 
then it doesn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative, independent, libertarian, whatever the fuck, astroprojective, whatever, I don't know, whatever billions of other categories we could put ourselves in. Thoughtful people across the political spectrum agree that things should not cost more just because they are made for or provided to someone of a specific gender. 100% this is for everyone. That's And that's called discrimination. It's, it is. It's discrimination. I can't fucking control how I was born. Yeah. I was born biologically as a female, which means I menstruate, which means I need fucking tampons. Unless you want me to leave a trail. <laughs> I have a weird question. How ma- uh-huh. Have you ever gotten through a period without ruining a pair of underwear? No. Me neither. Ever. That's I recycle underwear now on my period because so much of it is ruined. Yeah. You can't... I mean, clothes get ruined. Bed sheets yeah. get stained. It, it, it's not... I mean, if I could hold it in, believe me, I would. Yeah, we don't want to bleed all over everything. Like it's not, it's not a fun thing. No. Um. So there was actually um. This isn't in any of my notes, but um. There's a show on YouTube that BuzzFeed does called Ladylike, and they did a whole week of videos where they um. It was to do with the pink tax and the tampon tax and things like that and the luxury the luxury thing and um as it being a luxury item and um also people you know there's people in third this is definitely a first world issue and there are definitely people plenty of other people in third world countries and second world countries and you know that that don't have access to any at all because just people don't think about it i guess i don't know it's it's something that they definitely it's definitely a big issue in other countries and things. And it was because people were saying, oh, well, they're not necessary and things like that. And so they did a whole protest week where they like free bled and they just carried, pu- they used puppy pads, like pee pads on their, um, on their chairs and stuff at work. And they just bled <laughs> through their clothes. Like they wore shitty pants, I guess. And they just bled to show yeah. that like, yeah, you, you need something. Yeah. Cause, and they, they tried to, they tried, they also did one where they tried to go, a whole period cycle without ruining one pair of underwear. None of them passed, I don't think. Yeah, um, no. You always get at least one little schmutz, 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 I don't know what it is. Schmear? <laughs> right there on the edge, at least for me. Yeah. Or, I don't know, it's just, oh my goodness. The importance of this kind of thing can't go unnoticed anymore. Um, and I'm, like, I'm sorry, this is about to be TMI, and I'm going to talk more about it later, because mm-hmm. it's something we have to talk about. But, like, I never know when my period's coming, yeah, or if of, I'm yeah, going to have a period. That's a big issue for a lot of people. Like, a lot of people yeah. don't have regular periods. People are like, oh, well, don't you have a calendar? Fuck off. Like, it's a body. It's yeah. not a time clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like, I never know how heavy it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it's going to hit. Like, I've been lucky the past few times that, like, I've been able to catch it in time before it ruined anything. Yeah. But. Mine's definitely not a consistent level ever. I mean, sometimes it's heavy, light, heavy, light, heavy, light, like, as far as, like, month to month, and then sometimes it's, like, all heavy for a bunch of months in a row, and sometimes it's light. I mean, sometimes it lasts all week, sometimes it lasts three days. I don't know. Yeah. Well, when I was 14, I had to go to the gynecologist because I didn't have a period for nine months. 
and it wasn't that I was yeah it wasn't that I was pregnant it wasn't anything like that it's just (laughs) I didn't have one no definitely weren't pregnant (laughs) (laughs) yeah no (laughs) um and like of course the fucking day that I went back to get my test results I got my period dude my body hates me too it's fine yeah my my period waited for my wedding night oh of course it did that was good times. I actually planned, <laughs> I looked at the calendar and kind of planned it so that it would fall after, uh-huh. after my, so that my wedding would come after my period. And because uh-huh. of all the stress, literally the next morning, there it was <laughs> for my honeymoon. Aww. It was good times. Let me tell you. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. oh my god so what can we do to help fight the pink tax so here's my call to action bit here so women and girls use your voice and vote with your purse and your pen it says which is really funny um meaning with your wallet in mind um that was a little gender specific sorry um (laughs) you live in if you live in california miami dade county or new york city complain to your hairdresser or dry or dry cleaner if they charge you higher prices and tell them it's against the law um you can also report offenders to the government which will take enforcement action and make sure the illegal gender discrimination stops hopefully if they take it seriously yeah that's the other step um, for female readers who don't live in one readers for for women who don't live in one of these jurisdictions, make some compl- make the same complaints, even though gender based pricing of services is not against the law where you live yet. Um, for consumer goods like razors, shampoo, cologne, etc., compare prices and shop in the men's aisle if items there suit your purposes and cost less. Because here's the thing, guys: if we stop buying the shit, they have to do something. Yeah. They'll bring the price down because they want us yeah. to buy it. That's the thing is it's a self-perpetuating cycle. Yeah. Um, Complain to the retail. In- God, I'm so tongue tied. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so tired. <laughs> um, Complain to the retail. I'm giving up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read. Uh, complain to the retailer and send an email or letter to the manufacturer of an item offered for sale with a pink tax markup. Um, an email or and or physical mailing address can be found virtually every on virtually every package of any good you buy, like as in to the uh, like the manufacturer of the yeah. thing. Um, and finally, contact your local, state, and federal elected officials to let them know that something needs to be done to end the pink tax. So, and then to all of our male listeners out there, so it says, men and boys, man up. Recognize and acknowledge that the pink tax is a serious and widespread phenomenon that harms the females in our lives. In your lives. Sorry, this was written by a man. Sorry. Um, (laughs) That it also does bad things directly to males, like steals the right to full enjoyment of a beautiful color in the rainbow. (laughs) 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 That you don't like how it feels when you're discriminated against because you're male. Um, that you can and should do all the central things females can do to stop the discrimination. And yes, this does mean complaining when your haircut costs less. Tough luck. (laughs) So go ahead. You too use your voice, pen, and wallet, or man purse if you've got one, to help fight the pink tax. There's nothing feminine about it. 
I love that. I can't that. believe you had that in your purse. <laughs> you had that it's in your not- purse your whole time. <laughs> it's not a purse. It's a knapsack. <laughs> what do you still have it for? Oh, my God. I love that movie so much. So Me too. Um, and then it also says... Um, what if we don't succeed? And it says we must succeed and we will succeed. The timing is right and as society is slowly but steadily opening its doors to full participation in life's opportuni- opportunities regardless of gender. Yeah. But change doesn't come without a fight. So bear in mind the words of encouragement from Frederick Douglass who escaped slavery in 1838 and went on to become one of the greatest forces for positive social change in this country this country has ever seen. A brilliant author, orator, abolitionist and staunch supporter of women's rights, he offered this eternal kernel of wisdom. If there if there is no struggle, there is no progress. And I'm going to pass That's the true. torch. Because I have lost the ability to speak, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you kind of get to choose here. Did I bore you too much? I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. I felt really dry. I hate. (laughs) This is why I've kept my head in the sand about politics and things, because I hate taxes, and I hate money, and I hate, ugh. I'm just like, ugh, I don't care. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But this is important, so. Yeah. Okay, so. Here's the thing. I focused mainly on the term luxury tax. Okay. That's fine. That's, that's what I thought that we were doing. No, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> no, it's it's been mis- it's been miscoined. That's what I found out okay. in my research. Okay. So, when she says Le- when you say luxury tax in, re- in reference to the tampon tax, it's mm-hmm. just it just means that it's taxed at regu- taxed and it shouldn't be. Yeah. It's not actually categorized as a luxury tax, which yeah. is what they put on like really expensive watches and like actual luxury items like yachts yeah. and shit that people actually actually don't need. It's just been coined the luxury tax because some douche, you know, misspoke. misspoke. Yeah. <laughs> In ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um I have three little segments. Okay? Um, I'm excited. And, yeah. And there's one that I need to do last because it's kind of my call to action, okay. too. So do you want to hear the political one first or do you want to hear the social one first? Let's do the because... social one first because this has been pretty dry. Okay. For me, anyway. I'm sure okay. someone out there found it interesting. But... <laughs> All right. There was so... no way to make it jazzier. I tried. It's okay. You did a good <laughs> okay, job. Okay, well, thank you. I'm being really insecure. <laughs> We're both having rough days, so bear with us. Um, okay. I think I just hit my microphone with my face. <laughs> it's fine. I've done that a few times. Um, okay. So have you ever heard of Rupi Kaur? No. Who's that? Okay. Tell me all about her. She is amazing. Um, I have read her book, Milk and Honey, at least three times. It's such a quick read. Is um, it a novel? It is a book of poems. (gasps) And not only does she write poetry, but she draws illustrations, or like she does illustrations with them. And I'm going to open with one of them. I may have just creamed my pants a little bit. Oh my God. She's beautiful and she performs them. And it's so beautiful to see her perform them. I fell in love with her. Um, my last semester at Western because my creative writing teacher introduced me to oh her. Oh my God, poetry is and my absolute favorite thing in the entire world. 
My mom got me a book of poems for Christmas this year, and I almost, like, cried and vomited at the same time. <laughs> well, you are going to love these. Oh, so um, I own Milk and Honey. I'm going to buy her next one, which I'll tell you what that is in a minute, but I'm going to go ahead and start with this. Okay. Um, none of her poems are really titled. Okay. Um, which I love, I love that. And I love her style. I'll talk Jeez. about that in a minute, too. <laughs> um, I want to apologize to all the women I have called pretty before I've called them intelligent or brave. I am sorry I made it sound as though something as simple as what you're born with is the most you have to be proud of when your spirit has crushed mountains. From now on, I will say things like, you are resilient or you are extraordinary. Not because I don't think you're pretty, but because you are so much more than that. And then she, like, has an illustration of mountains. And this book... You hit me with a poem. I've got more. <laughs> oh, no! I'm gonna cry! Um, This book is so beautiful, and I relate to her so much because of so many things. And um, I was reading this today, um, researching for the podcast, and also because I hadn't read it in a while, mm-hmm. and... Her stuff is so uplifting, and um, she talks... Nothing gets me like poetry. I mean, yeah. just like straight straight in my, into my soul. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and read my first little paragraph, Yay. and then I'll talk okay. again. So, um, Rupi Kaur is an Indian-born Canadian writer, oh, wow. illustrator, poet, and performer. She has two published books of poetry, her first being Milk and Honey, which was published in 2014, and her latest being The Sun and Her Flowers, which was published in 2017. Um, Her poetry contains explicit themes such as abuse, childhood sexual trauma, consensual and non-consensual sex, and apparently menstruation. Oh, wow. So it's right up our alley then. Yeah. Um, So her book is broken up into um, four parts. So... um, the hurting, the loving, the breaking, and the healing are the different parts. And, like, the first part is completely about, like, sexual abuse from her father and uncles and um, cousins. And Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. Her mother's abuse is written about in here. Um, she, um, and I said... Non-consensual sex. I meant rape. That's what <laughs> that is. Non-consensual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, I know that... Sorry. Rape isn't funny. It was just funny because it's... It's like non-voluntary suicide. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean murder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone... I'm sorry. <laughs> I um, needed to laugh. I almost cried when you read that poem. So I needed to laugh for a second. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, but she also like talks about, um, she talks about having been sexually abused and having an absent father as well. Like he was an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and before he left and, um, like she talks about how, um, she was kind of just taught to hate herself and, um, kind of by her entire family kind of taught to hate ourselves as women but i'm sure that was on another level i'm just yeah like one of her says um um talking about rape um sex takes the consent of two if one person is lying there not doing anything because they are not ready or not in the mood or simply don't want to yet the other is having sex with their body it's not love it is rape Mm. um and 
I absolutely love her style because like pretty much nothing is capitalized. There's not a whole lot of punctuation. It's there's just a lot of emotion and it flows very so it's well. It's just really raw. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So um in twenty fifteen uh, she posted a series of photos on Instagram. They can now be found on her website. Lovely. Um, and I I didn't put them in the drive. Um, and I, there's a reason why. Oh, okay. Um, and her latest, or let's see here, sorry. Um, she posted a series of photos on Instagram um, depicting the struggles of having a period for a project that was to challenge a taboo. Um, Interesting. To tell a, yeah. Um the project was to challenge a taboo to tell a story without the use of words on her website. She proceeds the photos with the following explanation. I bleed each month to help make humankind a possibility. My womb is home to the divine, a source of life for our species, whether I choose to create or not, but very few times it is seen that way In older civilizations. This blood was considered holy in some, it still is, but a majority of people, societies and communities shun this natural process. Some are more comfortable with the pornification of women, the sexualization of women, the violence and degradation of women. Than this, they cannot be bothered, but to express their disgust about all that, but will be angered and bothered by this. We menstruate and they see it as dirty, attention seeking, mm-hmm. sick, a burden, as if this process is less natural than breathing, as if it's not a um, bridge between this universe and the last, as if this process is not love, labor, life, selfless, and strikingly beautiful. So I'm going to describe the photos to you. Okay. That was amazing. I love her. I'm hooked. Yeah, she has such a beautiful way with words. Um, one photo is of her on her side in her bed, a period stain on her pants and on the bed. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Been n- there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next, her sitting on a toilet, throwing away a used pad. The third, a toilet with period blood inside. Mm-hmm. The fourth, bloody sheets in front of, in a front loading washer. The fifth, her lying in bed with a heating pad on her abdomen. And the sixth and final photo is... Of her legs in the shower with blood running down them and blood on the shower floor. Been there. All of that. Been there. Every month. <laughs> Guess well, which I image... don't ruin my sheets every month, but. <laughs> <laughs> Guess which image was removed from the collection on Instagram, not once, but twice. The one in the shower? Nope. The one with the pad? I don't know. Which one? The first one. The one where it's on her pants? On her pants and on the bed. That was removed twice. Why? Apparently, it violated their community guidelines. For? Um, They have no explanation. There are people Um, fucking naked on Instagram all the time. Yeah. There are, like, shots from horror movies on Instagram. So it's more offensive that a woman has blood on her crotch than... A fucking horror film. Yeah. Okay, that's a problem. Yeah. So I was reading a Huffington Post article on this. Um, After her photo was initially removed on March 25th, uh, Cor wrote powerful posts about the incident on Facebook and her Tumblr, which were shared over 11,000 times. Their patriarchy is leaking. Their misogyny is leaking. We will not be censored. No. She wrote. Yeah. 
Instagram has since reinstated both of the photos, apologizing to Core in an email where they explained that the images were accidentally removed by a member of the Instagram team. Huh. Instagram, I don't interestingly, that. yeah, instant, interestingly, they did not respond to HuffPost's request for a comment on the matter. <laughs> of course, they didn't. <laughs> Why Explain would they? about this accident. <laughs> oh, I was accidentally on purpose looking at this, and I was personally offended, and so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's see here the fact that these images were ever flagged by users in the first place however speaks to a deep-seated cultural fear of women's periods mm-hmm. the very issue course theories addresses it fucking happens let's talk about it yeah it's Seriously. part of life it's a part of everyone's life whether you're male or female yeah i mean if you are a male and you love any woman like your mother, your sister, your yeah, your friend, your girlfriend, your wife. It happens, and you're going to have to be a part of that because. I mean, she's suffering way more than you are. There's a there's an episode of Big Mouth. It's the second episode of season one, and it's when Jesse gets her period, and um, she tells her friend Andrew, and it's funny, but it also hurts me a little bit in my soul. Um, but she's in the bathroom and he's like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And she goes, I got my period. And he just projectile vomits on the front of the, <laughs> on the, front of the stall door. He's just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oh my God. And it's so fucking funny. But it's also like, okay, really though? Like, yeah, the whole first episode was about your goddamn boner. Like, yeah. Can we, <laughs> can we not? No one's throwing up at your boner. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm sorry. You're okay. So core continues. Um, I wondered why I scurry to hide my tampons and pads from the world and why I'm too ashamed to tell people I'm in pain because of my period at times I may not be able to do certain things like come into work. She told the Huffington Post describing the initial inspiration for her photo project. Why do I lie about it as if it's a bad thing to have? This was just a small part of it. The issue is so much deeper. Some women can't visit their places of worship or leave their homes or cook for their families while menstruating because they're considered dirty. We're laughed at in public if we have leaks. It goes on and on, really. Yeah, I used to bleed through my pants when I was in high school. That happened several times. My period was really heavy. Yeah. It's humiliating. Yeah. Because that happened to me and look at you and I mean, I mean, honestly, it's I don't want to sound super snooty. I don't have any problem talking about my period or telling people about my period um, Mm -hmm. just because where I am in life. It's silly to me. It's always been kind of silly to me. I don't hide my tampon when I go to the bathroom. Yeah, because I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get o- there's a problem with you if you're going to sit there and judge me and be grossed out because I have a tampon in my hand. Or yeah. if you're going to ask me why I feel I- why I look icky or look like I don't want to be at work, I'm going to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. asked the question. Um, if you didn't want to know the answer, then you shouldn't have asked. But when you leak like that and it's on your pants, it's to me, it's the same level of shame as like when you pee yourself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like... Even I'm not going to shit help yeah it. like I'm not going to shit on people for being like oh my god or like for being embarrassed by that cuz like that embarrassed that would embarrass me too. Yeah. But I don't know. It happened to me frequently in middle school and like I thank god I had good friends yeah. that were like hey here put this around your waist. Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um 
I wanted to kind of stop here and talk a little bit about um, my struggle with this. Um, I've been diagnosed with PCOS, Mm -hmm. and that is polycystic polycystic ovarian syndrome. So um, basically, my period is completely off, like wildly off. Mm -hmm. Like I never know, again, like I never know when it's coming. I never know how heavy it's going to be. It's either going to hurt a lot or I'm not going to notice it. Um, you could go three months without, you could go a whole month with, like it's, yeah, yeah, (laughs) it is insane. It's, and like, I can't get it under control. Like there's nothing that has worked. Like right now we're just, we're trying different medications to treat the symptoms Mm -hmm. and like, I'm one of those rare cases where I don't actually have any cysts on my ovaries. I ju- my numbers are just really high. Yeah. Like my insulin's really high and my testosterone's really high. And it's embarrassing. Like it's, it's so humiliating to like hear all these people that are like, Oh, I know exactly when it's coming. And like, I, I ruin underwear so easy because I don't, I don't know when it's coming. Why does it humiliate like, you to hear other people talk about there's being regular? It, it's it's not that it just it humiliates me because I don't like oh, I don't like it, it upsets you because yeah. you feel like there's something wrong with you because yeah. you don't feel normal yeah I gotcha I'm sorry I was like why yeah. is that embarrassing to you <laughs> sorry I needed to understand yeah. <laughs> no it's okay I didn't explain that well it's um that's so sad Kay yeah I know you and are like, normal that happens to so many people I know but nobody talks about it and that's why we're yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm here to talk about yeah. it. And, like, I also, like, I have to use pads because I can't use a tampon because... Because um, you have another condition. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what the condition is called, but I have to have a hymenectomy because I'm way too small. Like, I can't fit anything up there. I, They were... When I had my first um, pap smear, they were worried that they didn't get enough cells because she could not really get up there Mm -hmm. to get anything because it hurts so bad sex hurts so bad like um and of course I'm not going to be able to get a tampon up there I I tried when I was like first starting my period and even when I was in high school I would go through an entire box of tampons trying to get a tampon up there and I couldn't do it once you pull it out once it gets out of the applicator it's useless yeah yeah and like my mom would get so mad at me and she would say oh you're just scared no that wasn't the issue I literally couldn't get it up there right because even the small ones were too big because a normal opening is like the size of a quarter Mm -hmm. mine is the size of a dime yeah like nothing's really going up this is one of those things that we never know we never know about it until someone decides to come forward and talk about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I didn't know that there was a fix for it until I talked to you about yeah. it. Because you were like, oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. Well, I've heard of people having painful sex and things like that. And there was a commercial I saw on Hulu where a girl was sitting there and she was talking to her gynecologist. And of course, you know, we were ta- we talked about this in the anxiety issue where you want to talk about, or the anxiety episode where you want to seem like it, you've got all your shit together. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So the doctor yeah. was asking her questions and she was just like, oh yeah, everything's fine. And like her um, like alter ego self was over here in the corner like, um, are you kidding? You bleed <laughs> for like 13 days straight when you have your period. You know, any painful cramps? And she's like, no, it's fine. And she's like, are you fucking, she's like, are you serious? 
<laughs> are you talking about how you had to miss work for three days and then she said something about any painful sex and she's like no and then the girl's like um try knives it feels like there's knives every single time or something like that and she's like then she finally is like okay actually <laughs> and it was just like talk to your doctor like there's probably like there's fixes for things like that and that's just that's what yeah i think of it but yeah but i mean we're also too embarrassed like we're yeah. made to feel ashamed of this and like you don't want to talk to your doctor about it because it's a taboo thing mm-hmm. which is so silly like, it shouldn't be. It's fucking medical. Like, yeah, it's a part of your body. We all yeah. have to have more confidence in ourselves with that. Nobody's going to yeah. think your your doctor in particular isn't going to think you're gross. That's for sure. Yeah. Talk to your friends about it. <laughs> Support each other. <laughs> yeah, my mom's coming to my pre-op. Oh, good. For <laughs> moral support. For the hymenectomy. Yeah. Well, I want her there to understand, like, what they're going to do mm-hmm. and like how much it's going to cost so that we can like make that decision together yeah. and like she can also be aware of what's going on when she's having to take care of me yeah so but that's gonna be fun yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> so um i'm gonna end this part with another poem by uh Ruby. um and she has a beautiful illustration with this one too it's like of the female reproductive system basically and then She's like drawn vines and leaves all oh, over cool. there. Yeah. Um, apparently, it is ungraceful of me to mention my period in public because the actual biology of my body is too real. It is okay to sell what's between a woman's legs more than it is okay to mention its inner workings. The recreational use of this body is seen as beautiful while its nature is seen as ugly. Preach. Yeah. She has put so much into actual words that I have been trying to explain <laughs> to so many people for so long. Yeah. Wow, that was incredible. My mind is blown. She's amazing. Yeah. She is. And like hearing her perform these is just so oh, beautiful. Oh, I bet it is. I bet yeah. it'll make me cry. I'm probably not going to be able to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to move to the political part now. Um, and let me start this off by saying that there is not a sales tax on incontinence pads, sunscreen, nicotine patches, and Viagra. They are exempt. Nicotine packet patches? Yeah. I'm sorry. Nobody fucking needs a nicotine patch. People people quit cold turkey all the time. How is that? Uh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Ugh. I'm gonna start using nicotine patches for my instead of tampons. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh yeah. Okay. So I tried to find a way to make a joke about that, and I I was too upset. It's okay. Uh, All right. So in the House of Representatives, um, Representative Grace Ming, Democrat of New York, has introduced two related bills to um, end the taxes on products like tampons. Mm -hmm. Uh, One aims to make periods more affordable, in part by allowing employees to use flexible spending accounts to buy pads and tampons, and requiring companies with more than 100 employees to provide them. The other would require manufacturers to disclose ingredients in such products. Yeah, that's huge. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. Um, Interest in this issue grows every single day, she said. It's really about accessibility and equity. I just can't see you. 
Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> I just, I have to be able no, to No, I know. This. It's fine. <laughs> um, that's the same argument that Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, Democrat of New York, made after he was ordered to reimburse the Committee on House Administration for menstrual products. He was made to write a personal check of $37.16 to reimburse the house for this expense because he bought, like, pads and tampons for visitors to his office and his employees. Uh-huh. And, like, he put that in with his budget, and they immediately came back with, no, you're not allowed to use this money for that. I'm sorry. Don't people keep, like, fucking scotch and shit in their office for visitors? Exactly. And he talks about that in his Twitter apology video. I don't want to live here anymore. Let's leave. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> The committee rebutted Mr. Maloney's account, but that didn't stop him and Miss Ming from writing a letter to House Speaker Paul Ryan about the matter. We applaud you for making toilet paper available. They wrote. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do I need to write that out as well? Oh, my God. <laughs> we implore you, however, to go one step further and make feminine hygiene products available to those who need them. So. I can't. Yeah, he, there's this, like, maybe 30 to a minute long video, or 30 seconds to a minute long video on his Twitter where he's writing the check to give to the, to the house, and he's like, so let me tell you what they're making me do. Oh, no. Oh, he, you could tell And it's only pissed. fucking $40. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, let's not get into all the scandals that are going on around here. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's when you get into, so how many people, oh, you you want me to reimburse the House of Representatives for the tampons I purchase for guests who come into my office for political reasons? How many people have you raped? <laughs> I mean, if we're going to start pulling at strings. Like, yeah. <laughs> live in a glass house or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you know how uh, yours came from a male attorney yes. that was like, all about getting rid of this. Mm -hmm. This is from Nicole Kading. Uh, she wrote, Tampon taxes. Do feminine hygiene products deserve a sales tax, tax exemption? Now, uh, Nicole is the director of federal pro uh, projects at the Tax Foundation, where she researches federal and state tax issues. Her analysis has been featured in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, National Public Radio, and numerous other national, state, and local publications. She's a female. Okay. Before I go, you, before you're I continue, building this up like this is about to be really upsetting. It is. Oh my god. So these are her key findings. Okay. In 2016, at least 13 states in the District of Columbia considered proposals to exempt feminine hygiene products from the state sales tax. Ultimately, Connecticut, Illinois, New York, and the District of Columbia adopted the proposed exemptions. Number two. Ideally, sales tax should apply to all final consumer purchases without regard for whether a product is a necessity or luxury. Well, Number yeah, three. one or the other, dude. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's about to get worse. Oh, my God. Number three. Of the 45 states which impose statewide taxes or statewide sales taxes, seven, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, 
New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania specifically exempt feminine hygiene products from the sales tax base. Number four, no state assesses a special or unique tax on feminine hygiene products. I'll give that to her. Number five, exempting feminine hygiene products is part of a broader trend of shrinking state sales tax bases. Smaller sales tax bases, oh, I lost it, sorry, lead to higher overall sales tax rates. And whatever. Okay, you know more about it than I do. Yeah, okay, like I'll I don't, I didn't really understand any of that. Um, <laughs> My um, eyes okay. just kind of glossed over for a minute. <laughs> Okay, um, so she goes on to, like, she has all these findings, and she goes on to explain mm-hmm. them like you do. But she says, over the last two years, a number of states have considered bills to exempt tampons and other feminine hygiene products from their sales tax bases. Supporters of tampon tax repeal bills argue that women face an injustice when buying these necess- necessity items, but that argument doesn't hold water. I'm sorry, What? Does she not have a vagina? And keep in mind, she doesn't mention anything. Does she bleed for an hour a month and she can use a Band-Aid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't mention anything about Viagra. Or fucking nicotine taxed. patches. I'm yeah. sorry, that makes me even more angry. Because you didn't choose to have erectile dysfunction, but damn it, you chose to buy your fucking cigarettes. Yeah. You did that shit to yourself. That's like, whatever, like, let's have a fucking meth patch. Yeah. Whatever the fuck the equivalent of that would be. Like, what? Or a cocaine patch. Yeah. A caffeine patch because I'm addicted to espresso. Like, what? (laughs) Nobody was born with a nicotine addiction. I don't think. I'm not a doctor. I can't. I can't. um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But I just, I found that really upsetting yeah. because she's in a position where she's influencing a lot of people and she's a woman and she's wrong. I'm sorry. And, like, yeah. It's, and like, it's not even a fucking, it's not an opinion. It's a fucking fact. Yeah. And she's, she's got to be in the pocket of somebody. Like, it just makes me so mad. Yeah. <laughs> she's in the, the, the pocket of big tampons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not the tampon companies no, making I know. the it's tax the legislation. Money, I know. know. It's yeah. much bigger. Yeah. It goes all the way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> and like she says, first, it's factually inaccurate. No state subjects tampons to a special or unique tax. That's not what we're saying. No. We're just saying that those items are taxed and Viagra is not. Yeah. Like, and nicotine um, patches are not. Yeah. I can't. Um, that yeah. really upsets me. I didn't know nicotine patches were on the list. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, second, the solution, exempting tampons and other feminine hygiene products from the sales tax, violates the principles of sound tax policy. Ideally, sales tax should tax all final consumer purchases without regard to whether items are classified as necessities or luxuries. Okay, Ideally, so we're going to start. Yeah, so everything's going to get taxed, including Viagra, nicotine patches, and deodorant, or whatever the fuck else you just listed off? Is ev- I, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But don't I'm, exempt these other things. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not. no one should pay sales tax on things. I'm yeah. saying if you're going to exempt these other things over here because, they, like, fucking Rogaine and stuff, because they're classified as necessary, but you're going to tax a fucking tampon and call it not necessary thereby... No. Yeah. 
we're sa- that's not fair. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. She missed the point, but it's fine. Yeah. Let's continue. <laughs> here's the point, and here's yeah, she, she went. just went way off <laughs> a field. Yeah. She's totally that person at the party who you're like talking about a an apple pie recipe, and she comes up and she's like, "Did you know this thing about apple trees?" And you're like, "Honey, that's not what we're talking. Yeah, you got one part right. <laughs> Apples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one thing you have you have in common." <laughs> Okay, let's, you gotta work on your conversation let's, topics. Let's like. talk about this <laughs> entirely new topic. <laughs> if you saw Hitler, <laughs> oh, you're telling me that if you saw Hitler, you wouldn't kill him? That wasn't what I was telling you. <laughs> but all right. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Y'all need to watch oh, John Mulaney. Love John Mulaney so much. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> That was my little political spiel. I figured you would go into like more detail about um, the political stuff. So I didn't want to step on your toes too much, but I did want to like. I'm glad that you pulled that in too, because that's important. Yeah. I, you know, politics isn't my strong suit. So I'm glad you pulled in a little bit of a, <laughs> a helpful hand. I need all the help I can get. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, it's just fascinating. And I love that I found that a male senator was so mad oh, yeah. over it. Like I love that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, you can just see him shaking with rage. Well, feminism isn't for isn't just for women, and I feel like it gets tarred yeah. as this like crazy radical thing of these women who just hate all men, and that's a hundred percent not true. Yeah, we no. just want to be fucking treated like humans. Yeah, and like it just it made me really happy to see that somebody up there is thinking. Yes about us too not that none of them are it's just a lot of them aren't and honestly probably the people who are in power aren't gonna listen to a woman yeah let's be real Mm -hmm. they'll probably take it more they take it more seriously from a man yeah anyway i'll cut that i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) um so the last thing i'm gonna talk about is this company called lola Lola! i love lola (laughs) i know that carrie uses them like very oh yes um, I haven't ordered from them just because, again, I never know if I'm going to have a period or not. It's all fully customizable. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that in your research? I did. <laughs> um, okay. I love them so much. I'm so sorry. Follow them on Instagram, and I really hope that they fucking sponsor us. I'm going to tag them in our in our episode. Ooh. Nice touch. Because I want them to sponsor us so bad. I, w- I love them so much. I would love to be sponsored by a company that I already use in and believe in yeah i would love to use their stuff it's just my mom buys a bunch of pads and i just you just use, use those that. yeah when whenever it hits That's fair <laughs> if you don't in the future when you don't live with your mother yeah. <laughs> and you have to purchase your own supplies <laughs> yeah. i will use them <laughs> oh, okay um wow that makes me sound like a freeloader i don't mean no to you're not like <laughs> it's easier when you're still in school yeah. Um, okay. So we were introduced by friends who. Or, wow. I huh? just totally jumped into that. Yeah. Uh, we so were. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we met at work. <laughs> Oopsie. Um, okay. So Sleep. this is from the creators of Lola, Jordana, and Alex. We were introduced by friends who had a hunch we'd hit it off. We met up, grabbed some food, and very quickly got to talking tampons. Who wouldn't? Right. <laughs> we became fixated on a simple fact. We couldn't figure out what was in our tampons. 
So we studied the boxes of the brands we'd used our whole lives and saw phrases like, ingredients may contain, mm. may contain, does it or doesn't it? <laughs> oh, no. Why would you put it on there if it didn't? Yeah. That's scary. What are you throwing in there? Well, and, our va- and just hoping gets in there. Like, I'm sorry if this is too graphic, but like our vaginas absorb things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, the cat's behind your head. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I just all of a sudden felt Did something. Did you feel her finally? Yeah. yeah. I thought she was going to rub her entire butthole on your head a second ago, and she didn't. <laughs> I was like, if you caught me just staring over top of your head, that's what I was. I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> but you were in the middle of saying something really important. Um, hey, baby girl. Um, I lost my train of thought. Sidebar nation. Sorry. Yes, I totally lost my train of thought. I'll finish this okay, and cool. you can interrupt me if it comes back. Um, <laughs> then we got to thinking, why don't tampon brands have to disclose their ingredients? Why isn't there a brand we like that talks about or that talks to us like adults that looks like the other brands in our bathrooms? And why aren't tampons in the sizes we need delivered to our homes when we need them? At that moment, Lola was born. Um, I love... Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I love okay. this company so much. They're so fucking funny. The inside of my tampon box, when you open the lid, it says, this too shall pass. Like, I mean, it's just, I just love it. It's, (laughs) it makes me giggle every time I open it. And I feel, I don't feel like I'm some 13 year old girl with everything covered in pink flowers. And you know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm a 30 year old grown ass woman. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I just need I just, something simple. I just need some fucking cotton to absorb what's pouring out of my body right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't need bells and whistles. It's amazing. I love them so much. <laughs> well, uh, you're about to love them even more. Um, this is why this is my call to action. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are going to use pads and you buy your own, buy from them because they donate to millions of low-income they women do. in the United States. Um, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you to people that might not. And the, I will say this, though. The price is comparable. 100% yeah. comparable to what you would pay at Walmart. Um, mm-hmm. I was using I was using a different brand. I won't say the brand because I don't want to shit on it because it was a good brand. Um, of course, I was I was using a like a sport type unscented brand mm-hmm. from that I would buy at Walmart. And I think these are a little bit cheaper, if not the same price. So it's not like you're taking a bit. It's not like... These are super fancy and they're going to cost you 30 bucks a box. Like they are 100% comparable and you can customize like the sizes you put in your box and mm-hmm. you can skip whenever you want. You can cancel whenever you want. You can s- say, all right, well, next month I just need a whole bunch of super pluses because I'm out of those. Or you yeah. can get all lights. You can, you know, you can do one or two. It's just, it's, it's really cool service. That's awesome. And I think they do pads and, and liners yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, millions of low-income women in the United States are forced to choose between buying menstrual products for themselves or other essentials for their families. These items are among the most requested at homeless shelters, yet are least often donated. Since launch, we've donated 100,000 feminine care products to low-income women and girls in the United States. Yeah. Um, And then... I found a different figure. One million um, is the number of tampons, like singular tampons, that have been donated since July 2015. And they have donated to 27 states, 60 cities, and 100 plus shelters. I'm guessing they donate their own products. 
Those yeah. women are fucking lucky because those are the Cadillac of tampons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend borrow one one time. It was soon after I started using them and I had a friend come over and um, she was on her period, of course, and borrowed one. And she was just, we were just laying on the couch watching TV and she just randomly looked at me and she was like, I fucking love this tampon. Aww. It's awesome. <laughs> And I was like, I know, right? And she was like, tell me where it is. You text it to me right now. <laughs> like, I'm, so, I'm signing up. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, but they, not only do they do like period products, but they also do sex they products. They do, yes. Which are life-saving <laughs> if you're a sensitive soul like me. Um, they have wipes and they have lube that's all Ooh. like geared towards keeping your pH balance. Um, oh, nice. Your, your pH balance correct, I guess, is the right word. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. And they, it helps, like, the wipes and stuff are great for when you're on your period or post-coital. I mean, it's great to clean up to prevent UTIs and things like that, which I'm really susceptible awesome. to. Um, their lube is amazing, and it... I, I mean, not to get too graphic again, but, I mean, I'm fucking married, so get off your high horse. Um, <laughs> You know, we were... um. It's all 100% organic, and um, which is great for if you're trying to conceive, and it's also great for your body because it's going inside you. I mean, yeah. whether you're gay or straight or anything in between, I mean, use it for however you have sex because it's, it's, it's good for your body. It's not ke- a bunch of fucking chemicals that's... Or scented. Yeah, or- there's no sense. Everything's unscented. I'm allergic to perfumes. I've actually borrowed a tampon from someone else in, in dist- like, just because I was in distress and didn't have anything on me at the time since using uh-huh. them, and it made me itch <laughs> in Aww. comparison. I was just like, this is just not the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't feel right. <laughs> um, all right, but... But it's just- good to know... Sorry, I keep interrupting you, but it's good to know that you're using something that you really like that isn't super expensive and that's supporting a good cause. Like that's, it's, it's a hundred percent. I just love them. Yeah. Um, and here's the last little bit. Um, someone asked, are my Lola period products taxed? Um, and they said due to changes in state laws, Lola products ordered by customers in California, Georgia, Michigan, and Washington began being taxed in the fall of 2018. That said at Lola, we believe that tampons are not a luxury and that the period products we need every month should not be subject to tax. It is important to us to continue to fight back against the policies that challenge menstrual equity and wellness. Unfortunately, until that tax is lifted nationwide, we have to abide by state laws and charge taxes when mandated. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just They do um they do giveaways. You should follow them on Instagram if this is something you're passionate about or something you want to learn more about because their mm-hmm. Instagram is amazing. They have like their employees post um they'll write you know like that letter board that we did for our pre-launch. Um yeah. they have like those and they'll have their employees put like I got my first period when I was in 8th grade and I bled through my gym shorts and they're like posing all cute with it. And stuff like yeah. that, just to remove the stigma, which is what we're all about as well. And then yeah. they also do like giveaways and things where you can get T-shirts that say tampons are not a luxury and and stuff like that. And then it helps donate and contribute to these causes. That's awesome. It's just it's a really beautiful company. Yeah, I would be so honored. I would shit myself <laughs> if one day, because this is only episode six. I get it. Like we probably yeah. don't have enough downloads or listens for for that kind of thing. And who knows if we'll ever be sponsored by anybody, but it, that that would be one that I would pee myself if they contacted <laughs> us. 
Which I get. They're an awesome company. They are, they're amazing. Um, and we would be honored if you wanted to sponsor us. <laughs> um, I would love to have your products at home. Yes. <laughs> they're wonderful. They also, they have menstrual care packages that you can order as well that have Ooh. like essential oils and heating pads and vitamins and things like that that help make things a little easier for you if you have a rough, if you have a rockier road every That's month. Awesome. Yeah. Which thankfully might have chilled out. So I don't, I, I actually don't partake in that part, but. Well, good. Um, yeah. I just down the ibuprofen and, yeah. <laughs> and suffer through. <laughs> I might be a little bit of a masochist. <laughs> well, I know that this was kind of a short episode, but I mean. I think it was full of good substance, though. Yeah. And I hope you guys enjoy. Um, we aren't going to let this go without doing a ladies' oh, night Oh, absolutely though. not. <laughs> see, do I roll or do I don't you know. I think you wrote the question last time. Okay. So let me roll then. <laughs> do I go or you go? <laughs> oh, you need to tell me what that one was last time that we decided not to do. What one was? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I legitimately don't remember. You laughed so hard and then you didn't say it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, I'll have to listen to the doing? rest of the episode again because I don't remember. <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll. Okay. Three. Three? I'm going to pull this one. What is it? You just rolled your eyes. Are you putting it back in? I'm thinking about it. Oh, no! Um... If you owned a magical goose, what type of eggs would you Oh, fuck play? off. No. Yeah. Not, that's the stupidest question I've ever heard. Exactly. That's why I rolled mine. I would want it to lay a magical egg that has a genie inside so I could get more wishes. Like, what? <laughs> if I had a wish, I'd wish for three more wishes. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. There are a few uh, provisos, um, some quid pro quos. <laughs> Okay. I can't wait um, to see Aladdin. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Uh, what provoked you the last time you really wanted to slap someone? Oh, shit. I bet you have a better answer than me for this because you are currently working in face-to-face customer service. So I'm going huh. to let you take this one first. Well, I think because it's been a minute. This motherfucker. <laughs> I knew you'd have one. <laughs> I will never forget this as long as I live. Oh my god, I'm um, so excited. I live for this shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh god, I hope no one that works there ever listens to this. Um, don't wish that. We want all the listeners we can get. <laughs> well, I also don't want to get fired. Well, that's fair. So, <laughs> um, God. Okay, so this guy, he comes in, and every week we have this conversation... I don't know why I keep wasting my breath, but anyway, <laughs> he comes in and he wants to personally hand me his movies. Every time he comes in, instead I'm of busy. putting them in the Dropbox. Yeah. Oh my! F- Every time he comes in, I'm busy. Like I I'll can't be stand that shit. Uh, oh, wait. Oh my god. Because it's about to get ten oh times worse. She works at a movie rental store, ever, by the way. Then it has probably ever happened to you. Mo- so I'm out. I just want to give context. I'm so sorry. I can't yeah. remember if you if we've said what you do for a living. She wor- Kay, Kay's a manager at a movie rental store. <laughs> so he, um, like, he'll come in like when I'm running movies or mm-hmm. when I'm 
taking apart one of the machines and vacuuming it. So he comes in, and like every time I tell him, I'm like, you can put these in the Dropbox, and he's like, I know, and just hands them to me. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, well, this time, I was taking apart our cleaner machines and like cleaning them out with a shop vac, so I'm wrestling this metal device that could kill me if I touch it wrong, and he comes up to the counter, and I'm not gonna lie. I I ignored him because he had movies that he could just set there. And he clearly saw that you were fucking busy. Yeah, and there were two drop boxes that he walked right by. Like, and and there's a counter. He can just leave them there. Literally. Yeah, so I wasn't paying any attention to him because he didn't need my help yet. He never needs my help except (laughs) to give me his Bitch, you don't need my help? (laughs) (laughs) And... I'm vacuuming with a very loud shop vac. And he popped his gum at me. So loud I heard it over the shop vac. Oh, no, he didn't. Popped his gum at me to make me turn around and come get his movies. And that was the You're time a grown I almost lost a- You are a grown-ass man. Yeah. Put your movies in the slot and leave. Yeah. Do you have children? You know how to put something in a slot. <laughs> you obviously know how to get it in there. <laughs> oh, no. Um. Yeah, so... I took the movies and I was like, you could put them in the drop box. See, that's where my patience would run out, and I would not be able to keep the smile, the customer service smile on my face, and it would be like, okay, can you put them in the Dropbox? I'm clearly busy. I don't understand why you're annoyed. Because I'm clearly busy, and you don't need my help, sir. Yeah. I've given you too many <laughs> options on where to put these. Oh, my goodness. I, but, of course, I mean, I was nice. Well, Yes. Because you're a sweet soul. <laughs> it was nice, but I was mad. Oh, yes. Um, and he almost got smacked at the same volume that he popped his gum. I'm trying to think. The most recent. So the last time I wanted to slap someone. Mm-hmm. Would I get in trouble if, I, if it was a kid? Like a child? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna throw it out there. Okay, so um, this this woman, I this was when I was still working at the movie store. A different location than where Kate works, but... um. So this, this I think she was a grandmother, the grandmother. Yeah, she was the grandmother. So she she brings this kid up to the um, to the counter, and this kid has been fighting her tooth and nail the whole time she's in there. Hey, pick out a movie, focus. Hey, grandma, I want to get this and this and this. The kid wants to get fifty fifty thousand movies, and the grandma's like, No, there are not that many hours in the day. I only have you for one day. You can only get two or three. Blah blah blah. So then they get up to the counter, and this kid's still throwing a fit. Oh, of course. I've never heard. Honestly, you guys, like, kids have no fucking fear. So, like, they don't give a shit what they say. Whereas, like, adults generally have a little bit of an inhibitor in their brains. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Kids don't fucking care. They'll say anything. Like, the worst cussing I ever got was when I worked in childcare, and it was from a first grader who called me a cocksucker and punched me in the kidney. So, oh. like, I've never been cursed at. Like that, even in all of my years of customer service. Um, I think one person has told me to go fuck themselves, and I was just like, back at you. Like, <laughs> I don't care. You're yeah. not renting 13 games at once. Anyway, 
Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so this kid gets up there and she's like wanting the grandma to buy her candy. Of course. Situation mm-hmm. we encounter every single day. Most of the time it's pretty cute. This time it was not. Because the parents <laughs> just like, no, you have candy at the house. They're... And they shut up. Not so with this one. So yeah. she puts candy on the counter and the grandma's like, no, I'm not buying you candy. You you know, you have you we just ate. You have candy at the house from such and such. And the kid was like, so you're just not going to get me anything. And I was like, aren't these movies for you? Like ordinarily, I would not interject into a fight. But this kid was mm-hmm. fucking five. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's weird. I feel like she's getting these movies for you. And the grandma was like, oh, you're right. Yes. These I'm got, I got these movies for you. And the kid was like, well, I mean, I think you should get me this candy. Oh, God. And then they got into this weird argument of like, it's like the grandma was like, no, you need to put that back. We're not getting candy. And she's like, well, do you want me to put it back? Like, it was a challenge. It wasn't. It was as in like. I'm going to do something or I'm going to be even more of an asshole if you don't buy me this candy kind of thing from a fucking five-year-old. And I was just like, oh my God, kid, I could slap the shit out of you right now. What is the matter with you? You do not speak to your grandmother that that uh, that way. I'm tongue-tied because I'm upset. Yeah, that reminds me of a situation <laughs> that I encountered a few days ago where this guy was cussing out his grandmother right in front of my face. Oh my God. And I was scared. How can you cu- curse out your grandmother? I don't understand. Especially when she's buying or when she's paying for three games and like five things of candy for you. And he's a grown ass man. Oh, my gosh. He was like, (laughs) I'm sorry. What? Yeah. He was screaming in her face like what the prices were. And he's like, it's just two seventy nine. God damn it. And like very loud right in my face. And like I was just. I was just sitting there like, huh? I'm going to open up a category for listeners, for listener episodes. <laughs> yeah. I love a good rage-inducing <laughs> customer service story that also then yeah. makes you laugh. So if you have any of those, please send those to talkcrooked at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, this has been awesome. So um, I know this was a little bit different. We kind of went did two feminist things back to back, but next week we're going to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. And so... Thank you so much for listening, and remember, you are not a monster. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Check out our Tumblr blog, at Talk Crooked, for sources and photos. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Talk Crooked. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We are currently a self-funded podcast, so if you would like to donate and receive a shout-out on air, please visit us at patreon.com slash talkcrooked. Eventually, we will start doing listener episodes. If you have your personal stories related to our previous episodes, email us at talkcrooked at gmail.com. For business inquiries or sponsorships, email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. Okay, bye!